opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's the author of several books, including Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and Fighting for Love. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel, and she mediates business, employment, divorce, privacy, and other civil cases in her private practice in Laguna Niguel, California. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. She teaches leadership and conflict management courses at Brandman University and here at UCI, and she trains corporate leaders' powerful communication and conflict transformation skills. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about bullying and about feeling good about yourself. And it's such a difficult time in this society where we have especially young people, people in high school, people in college who are bullied. We see people committing suicide over that. And even adults get bullied. So it's really important to be able to stop the hate of other people, stop hating yourself. And I've just been reading this wonderful book called Flawed, How to Stop Hating on Yourself, Others, and the Things that Make You Who You Are. And this is by Emily Ann Regal, and she is founder of WeStopHate.org. And so I just want to tell you the wonderful things about this woman. And she is a beautiful young woman. Let me tell you um, a, a quote that I have by Lady Gaga, which is right on the back of the book that I've been reading. And it says, not only does Emily Ann have strong convictions and a beautiful soul, But she has taken action against bullying. Her actions have had such an immediate and enormous impact on the world already. And that was Lady Gaga. So let me tell you a little bit about Emily. She is the founder and director of the anti-bullying organization WeStopHate.org. The 21-year-old Emily is one of Newsweek's 150 most fearless women in the world, and she's the recipient of the Peace First Prize and the Nickelodeon Halo, which stands for Helping and Leading Others Award, which was presented to her by one of her chief supporters that I read to you before, Lady Gaga. And she's an activist, speaker, and YouTube personality who counts everyone from Meryl Streep, my favorite actress, and Whitney Port to Dove's global esteem ambassador among her thousands of supporters, mentors, and fans. And you can learn more about her at flawedbook.com. That's F-L-A-W-D-B-O-O. 
k.com and also at conflicthealing.com where we've got her picture her bio jpeg of her book and we link to her url as well so thank you so much for joining us all the way from the east coast emily thank you so much for having me i cannot wait for our conversation oh i know and i'm just so impressed with all that you've done and so kind of tell us a little bit about how about your story and and how that all kind of catapulted you into this Sure, I would be honored to. Um, So I was actually bullied when I was in elementary school to the point where I was forced to switch schools because the bullying that I endured was so severe. Um, I was pretty much ostracized by my peers at school. Whenever a teacher would say that we could pick our own partners, nobody would pick to be my partner, and I was always that awkward third wheel that the teacher would then kind of force onto a, a group already. Um, And it really had a toll. It really took a very big hit on my self-esteem. And so I started to feel really bad about myself. And when I switched schools, um, I ended up becoming a bully myself because I felt so bad about myself from having been bullied for so long. And so it wasn't until I became friends with really wonderful, supportive friends um, that I started to feel good about myself. And, you know, when I was a bully, I didn't... I didn't, it didn't make me feel any better about myself, but I was putting people down as a way to try to make myself feel better, and it definitely it wasn't doing that at all. But um, I realized that once I was nice to other people, I started to feel even better about myself. And that helped me to see that people who feel good about themselves are good to other people. And the motto, hurt people, hurt people, is really, really rings true. Um, and so when I went into high school, I was witnessing other peers of mine enduring bullying, and it really made me want to do something because having been the bully, having been bullied was such a big part of my story and my experience. So when I was 16 um, and I was a sophomore in high school, I started WeStopHate.org right from my bedroom in Virginia. Um, and within eight months of posting the first video on the We Stop Hate website, we were the 27th most subscribed YouTube nonprofit channel of all time. Wow. So I asked my peers on YouTube to make videos sharing their stories and talking about times when they had overcome their bullying experiences and sharing their favorite confidence tips and tricks because I realized that if we could raise the self-esteem in young people, we could help put an end to bullying and really combat this negativity with positivity. And that is so important because it really spreads to adults and what they do about other people and, you know, and conflict in the world. You know, I remember as a kid, too, um, we, I had been in a car accident um, when I was in second grade. And we were just in the process of moving when we were hit by a car. I was living in Chicago, and somebody, some drunk driver hit us. And my mother was in the hospital. My sister was in the hospital. And then I got out, and I had, like, all my teeth knocked out. And um, I hit the, the dashboard, and then I also broke my leg. So here I had to start a new school looking like that. And um, my aunt had to take me to school. My mother wasn't around. She was still in the hospital. And my sister was in high school. She finally got out of the hospital. And she went to school. And um, so here I am, this little kid, which I don't know if you're like 8 or 9 or 10, but I was bullied. You know, kids didn't have any sensitivity. And the teacher, I had this old bitty teacher who 
couldn't care. So I'd go out on the playground and they'd ostracize me, you know, because I look so terrible and I'm, and I've got my leg in a cast. I came home every day crying. I just didn't want to go to school. And here I am. I hate to tell you how old I am. I'm not going to tell you, but I remember that so vividly, you know, as Mm -hmm. a kid. And then when my son was in junior high, he, he got, you know, he got really chubby. He was adorable, but he got really chubby. And so people, our last name is Frank, so people would call him Beefy Frank. And he was, oh my God, he was just so devastated. So he didn't actually tell me what was going on, but I started getting all of these um, pamphlets from private schools all over the county. (laughs) And I'm going, what is this? So I finally went to him, I said, I wonder why I'm getting all these pamphlets. He goes, Mom, I want to go to private school. I can't stand it. And so... I had been a teacher, and I kind of sat him down, and I said, Brian, I said, you know what, we're going to, you have, people can be mean in this world, we have to learn to deal with it. So, you know, I worked with him, I got him into therapy, I got him into karate, so that he could feel, you know, that he could protect himself, and he turned it around, he did lose weight, Um, and then by the time he was in eighth grade, from sixth to eighth grade, he was student body president. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness! I you, I'm I'm so touched that you brought up that story because it's something I don't get to talk about a lot. But my mom talks about quite a bit when she says shares my story with anyone. And I had a very similar situation when I came into middle school. It was a new school, and I, you know, really was having a tough time with my self-esteem, having been bullied. And by the time I entered seventh grade, I was actually elected by my peers to <laughs> represent the class in, in student government and. <laughs> To my mom, it was just such a big victory for all that I had been through. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, when you go through those really hard times, and this is one thing I always tell my kids, that when you go through a dark night of the soul when you're young, it really builds your emotional muscles Mm -hmm. so that when you're older, you can handle more. And so I think a lot of people are bullied in one way or another, so it's such a really common thing, but people won't share like you are. Do you know what I mean? I definitely know what you mean, and I also really agree with you um, about self-esteem being a muscle, too. Um, You know, one thing that we believe at We Stop Hate is that self-esteem is a muscle and that we can provide young people the tools or the practice to strengthen that muscle. And so the more, you know, coping skills you have and confidence tips that you can rely on, the better. And so a big part of our program at WeStopHate.org is to share really awesome confidence tips. Yes, yes, and that's that's the beauty of the internet is that you can have all these listservs and have all this, you know, blogging and people responding and getting, you know, engaging, but there's also the other side, the dark side, which is bullying on on the web, which is far worse than what happened to me as a kid on the playground, you know, or what happened to Brian, you know, this is he's now in his, you know, early 30s, but I mean, at that time it wasn't like the internet that that once you say something terrible about somebody, everybody in the world sees it, and it really can never really go 100% away. So don't you think that's a huge issue for people that are young people your age? I do. I definitely think the fact that with cyberbullying, you really can't escape the bullying the way that you can with, you know, when, when bullying happens at school, you can go home and have a whole different experience. But one thing that I think is really important, and it's something that we delve into quite a bit in Flawed, is to really pick your influences. 
And so that means both in real life and on the web. So, you know, whether you're, you know, following really positive blogs or following negative, there's, you know, plenty of Twitter accounts that don't exactly share great messages. So you can really tailor your experience online to have an even better experience. So I think following, you know, something like Facebook.com slash We Stop Hate or following um, great, uplifting Tumblr blogs or Twitter accounts that clearly are there to make the world a better place um, can really make the influence that you have through the web just such a good experience. It's really about figuring out where are you being influenced and how can you change that if you feel that you need to. Right, right. You know what's really strange though, you know, here I'm on a lot of different listservs and I'm an attorney, so I'm on different ones from different aspects of the Orange County Bar. And even on there, I'll notice if somebody will say something that might be mean about someone else. And um, some people will chime in with that and then other people will blast them. So it's, uh, it's, it's like this mini society, even for the adults, I see that. Or sometimes I've um, mentioned something, I've seen somebody mention something on Facebook, and then somebody will say something like, you're an idiot to think that. It shocks me. So the other day, I saw somebody say something very mean online, and I said, and, and, and they were talking about something about law enforcement and how that law enforcement was, you know, really not doing what they're supposed to be doing. We've heard about a lot of stuff in the news. And so I said, you know, first of all, not all law enforcement is like that. And, you know, if we don't want to be having them treat us, you know, citizens as in a mean way, we really don't want to be doing that either, you know. So I said, let's let's just kind of practice what we're upset about and practice you know, uh, defying what we're upset about and, and not engage in, in nasty things in this, uh, you know, in this forum. I didn't say it quite that bad. I just let's be very careful about what we're saying to each other here and not calling each other names since we want to promote really positive things. So that guy didn't answer. So maybe that shut him up. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely a really good point. Workplace bullying is just as common as bullying that happens in schools. It really isn't an issue that goes away magically. Self-esteem and, you know, feeling good about yourself makes you want other people to feel good, too. And so when bullying occurs, whatever the setting, whether you're an adult, you know, a teenager, a child, it really stems from this lack of self-esteem and this inability to accept yourself how you are. And so what flawed this book does is really help you Use your flaws as a doorway to self-acceptance. And so one thing that, you know, I realize is it is a journey and it never, it never, you know, the journey of self-esteem doesn't, it doesn't just end, but it is something that we can constantly improve upon. And so while this book is written in the voice of young people, it's really lessons from teens to the world it really resonates with people of all ages because this isn't an issue that just magically goes away. It's something that needs to be worked on. And so, you know, it's definitely the type of book that someone would buy for the young person in their life, but I think it's also a book that all of us can get a lot out of regardless of our age. Uh, That's exactly what I was thinking when I was reading it, you know, and and you've got some 
great little cartoons and really, I think, <clears throat> um, easy reading, but yet very profound reading. Yeah. You know, um, like you have here, think, think, then think again. You're the yeah. only person yeah. who can define you know, who you are, not anyone else. And, you know, I read a lot of books like, uh, I don't know if you ever read The Four Agreements, but one of the agreements that um, Juan Ruiz um, talks about, Don, uh, Don Juan Ruiz talks about is never take anything personally. <clears throat> and that's not easy to do, especially when you're a young person or anybody. I mean, if my husband says something to, hurtful to me, I take it personally. <laughs> but what that's a goal for all of us is to recognize what you were just talking about, Emily, is that if someone's hurting, they hurt. So if we can see people who's, who are trying to hurt us as really they're hurting and that's why they're doing it, it's a little bit easier for us to take it less personally because we can then kind of know that it's really like a boomerang. It, it really is them. Right? It really is, and it's, it's definitely one thing that someone told me one time that has helped me a lot is that, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we often take things personally, but it's really, it's personal to the person saying it. It's, yes. We shouldn't take it personally, but it's personal for them. Um, and I think it is, it really adds this bit of empathy when we can realize that the person who's doing negative things towards us isn't necessarily someone that we need to keep in our lives or... But that being said, it's not something that we need to be angry against them for. We really can try to think about the fact that typically it stems from their own problems and insecurities. Right, right. And sometimes you have to still deal with somebody like that. That's that's the hard part. If you you know, I if if you yeah. can remove yourself from that relationship that's good, you know, because you don't want to be bullied by someone. But if you're in, like, some people will come to me, and that's their boss, and at that point they need their job, and so it's, it's you know, it's something that they have to deal with for a certain period of time, or a teacher mm -hmm. could be like that. Or, you know, or somebody that you really can't get away from at that time, you know, yeah. it could even be a parent, unfortunately. But, mm -hmm. but the key thing to do is if you can get away, like you said, remove yourself, give it up, forgive, meaning forgive, meaning give it up. Don't, don't carry it with you with resentment because then it hurts you. But, yeah, and um, as, as I'm sure you read in the book, we call that the momentarily inescapable person. So yeah. we talk about, you know, trying to escape certain people, but sometimes people are momentarily inescapable. Right. And so the book really goes into how we can ask questions and try to think about that person or that influence in a way that won't harm us. Exactly. So one of the key messages that you have in your book, Flawed, and I just want to introduce you again, we are speaking with this wonderful young woman who is uh, in, in her senior year of college, Emily Ann Regal, um, who is the author of Flawed, How to Stop Hating on Yourself, Others, and the Things that Make You Who You Are. So, Emily, um, one of the messages in Flawed is to um, become a flawed light in the world. You know, we all have flaws. You know, I look in the mirror and I see these wrinkles. I go, oh, goodness, is that me? You know. <laughs> so what do you mean by the phrase and what steps can readers take um, when we are flawed, which we all are? Sure, sure. 
Um, yeah, so being a flawed light in the world really is how flawed culminates. Um, you know, we end Chapter 7 all about being a flawed light in the world. And the idea is that we are plenty good enough, just as we are. Right. So we're ready enough, we're good enough, we're important enough to be ourselves and to be the, our best self. And so something that I believe is like when I started We Stop Hate at 16, I definitely didn't know all that I was doing. I certainly had flaws that I was still struggling with. And um, nevertheless, I decided I wanted to do something positive and help make a difference. And so I created WeStopHate.org. But we all can be doing something and we can all shine our light. We don't need to keep waiting for this day comes in terms of thinking, you know, we're not good enough. I believe that, you know, we live in a society that tries to put us down quite a bit. And so the idea that we're good enough just as we are means that we can shine our light. And being a flawed light in the world really is just doing something positive and doing something to help another person or to make a difference in the world, however you see fit. Um, and so we really end the book on the note that we're plenty good enough just as we are. Yes. And, and when we accept ourselves, which is really what you're talking about, right? Accepting ourselves for who we are, what we are. And then that doesn't mean that we can't always try and improve ourselves, but not because of society, but just because we want to, for example, if I want to lose weight, it's not... I, I, if I see myself as, okay, I'm good enough now, but if I lose weight, I'll feel healthier. I'll be able to run faster. I'll be able to do that. But I'm not doing it because I looked in uh, the magazine and I want to look like somebody in the magazine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, 100%. Yeah. And uh, and the, the reality is, is we all have something in us that we could improve upon. So then you talk about, in the book, you talk about... Um, choosing consciously and I love this because my you'll you'll get a kick out of this my my mantra this year is mindfulness <laughs> oh my goodness my co-writer Jeannie Demers is such a fan of mindfulness and we really thought a lot about that in terms of how we could incorporate some mindful practices throughout the book yes and when you choose consciously that is a form of mindfulness because oh, you are being mindful, what am I thinking, or what am I, <clears throat> if you say to yourself, what am I thinking, what am I feeling, why am I feeling angry, why am, why am I feeling hurt, before you ever respond to what somebody says to you, then you can choose consciously how you want to respond. So what are some of the tips for steering clear of negative influencers out there in the world? Well, I think the first thing to do is really just think about who you are and who you want to be around. We start the book with Chapter 1 um, entitled, Who Am I? And it's really about self-exploration. And so once you can have a good understanding of what you're about and you know who you want to be, it really helps in picking your influences. And I've heard before that we're a combination of the five people that we surround ourselves with the most. And so being conscious of who we're around and what we're taking in, you know, through the media, through the internet, through our day-to-day -day lives is really important. Yeah, and and that's why it's it's so wonderful to join some organization where they're like-minded people. And you can, oh, most definitely. And, you know, for me, it's my spiritual uh, community that I that I'm hang out with. You know, that's nice, and also 
meetup groups. That's something really neat. You can go to meetup groups and find anything that you want on meetup groups. And so if yeah. you want to have friends and and so I think that's really neat so that you don't hang out with people that are that are not like minded because then you're going to also feel like out of place with them. Right. So you want to oh, have for sure. I think. Yeah. So so exactly. So being able to really start to understand who you are is such an important first step. Right. So what are some key traps to avoid that can cause you to um, cause your influence in, in to be reckless or irresponsible in negative ways? Hello? Oh, hi. Yeah, hi. I, I said, what are some... What, what do you mean by that? Well, okay, so what are some of the traps that you want to avoid that can cause you to, you know, use your influence in a, in a really kind of a reckless way or be irresponsible? What are some of the traps? Yeah, I think... Be, if you're trapped if you are surrounded by people who are doing negative things. So in the book, you know, we talk about gossiping and bullying. Um, and if you're around other people who gossip, doing that really starts to rub off on you. And so in my personal experience, when I started to have really great supportive friends who didn't judge me for the things that I liked and what I liked to do, their positive energy rubbed off on me, and it made me want to be a better person and a better friend. And so one trap is that if you are with people who are doing things that aren't the best for you or for the world, it is likely to rub off on you. Right. It's contagious. It is. It definitely is contagious. Yeah. I mean, if you're, people who, if you're around people that are positive all the time, that'll help you to be more positive. If you're, people, if you're around people that are angry or hostile all the time, you really have to put up golden shields. You know, I am an attorney mediator, and for 30 years I've been, you know, in the midst of conflict, and I always have to work so hard to put up my golden shields when people are uh, angry at each other and I'm trying to help them resolve a dispute. I have to literally work on being serene within myself, and sometimes it's, it's hard because you're just in that you know, environment. So, yeah. um, but you can do it. I mean, if I can do it, anybody can do it because you just have to focus. <laughs> I on love that. Yes. How, you know, true. we all do can do it. We all have the ability to do all these wonderful things. And it really is about figuring out how we can do it. And so one thing that I'm really, really proud of with flawed is that we give so many how to's. It's really not it's not a book of fluff whatsoever. It really, you know, gets down to the nitty-gritty and gives really powerful tips and tools about what we can do. I, that's, I love it because uh, I really believe in having step-by-step, step and you've got it. You've got, like, self-accept step one. Face exactly. it. <laughs> Just face it. It's not that bad. And I think... That, that's really helpful to have these steps. I like steps. I, you know, I like a recipe of what I'm supposed to do. Do one, two, three. I just finished writing a book with my co-author, Fighting for Love, and uh, Turn Conflict into Intimacy. And that's what we have, step by step, how to resolve conflict with your loved one. You know, do this, do this, do this. And I love those steps, so I think that's great and flawed. So we only have about another minute, but I just want to ask you just kind of in summary, uh, where do you envision the flawed conversation going from here? Well, just as we've been speaking about, I really see the flawed conversation ex using flaws as a doorway to self-acceptance and so going on the journey. And we talked earlier about being a flawed light. And so 
I see the conversation progressing to the flawed light journey and how we do that. Um, a, one thing to keep in mind is that we've spelled flawed incorrectly. So it's F-L-A-W-D. We've right. We've taken out the E. Um, and, you know, we've done that intentionally cause right, we because we definitely all are <laughs> imperfect and flawed, but that, yes. doesn't, that doesn't need to stop us whatsoever. It really can empower us. I love that because that, that was just so, you know, perfect that, that you did that. Well, we, I just want to thank you so much. We've been speaking with Emily Ann Regal, and she wrote Flawed. F-L-A-W-D, how to stop hating on yourself, others, and the things that make you who you are. Just give your website, and it's time for us to go. Sure. So if you go to flawedbook.com, you can order your copy of Flawed. Um, Again, that's F-L-A-W-D, no E, uh, flawedbook.com. Emily, stay in touch. You're wonderful, and keep up the great work. I just honor all that you're doing, okay? Oh, thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org. On the net, I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. Some people die for love And I believe it's true Cause I do the same for you The opinions and views expressed in this program Do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents